Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The pocket that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, a special morning edition. We're recording this 10 a.m. on a Friday for a morning chat after we just wrapped up watching a future king in action. Sasha Vazenkov in action in the EuroLeague Final Four, taking on AC Monaco and his team won. We're talking about what we saw in his game as his team has advanced to the championship on Sunday. Also, we'll talk some conference finals. I'm Juice Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Uh, how you doing, Mo? I'm so good. So a good. A little weird doing this in the morning. No, it's not. I like I it. I don't even know why you say it. It's not even weird. It's What's fun about it is that especially because we're so used to doing night chats where you're reacting after a game. We just watched some EuroLeague basketball at 8 a.m. And it's just so fun. We get to not only talk about what we saw in that game, obviously watching Sasha Vizenkov really close, but um, also what happened in the Western Conference Finals last night. If you are watching a EuroLeague game at 8 a.m. on a Friday because there's a potential future king out there, you are not a casual. You are hardcore. And that's when I realized we are peak nerdy basketball fans. Like, are hey, we? let's, yeah, it's okay. It's not a no, dig. I, it's I, just... That's a nerdy thing to do, and it's great. I loved every... That was a fun game to watch. It felt very natural to watch basketball in the morning. Now, and I guarantee tonight. you most people don't really care about the actual game. They want to know, how did Sasha Vizenkov look? He was named the EuroLeague MVP. We actually did an interview the other day with Liam McKinney. Uh, excuse me, Liam McKinney, who is the EuroLeague commentator. Um, he does play-by-play for them for some of their broadcasts, including the ESPN version that He's is so streamed. Good. And Liam was telling us about Sasha. So it was good to see him in a full game, in a meaningful game, a semifinal, which is crazy in the EuroLeague. They go playoffs, which is best of five. Then it goes single elimination. So they advanced to the championship today. And Sasha, I thought, had a really strong game. He finished with 19 points, Morgan. He did that on pretty efficient shooting as well. Looking at the shooting numbers I'm pulling up here now, um, he was 7 of 14 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He also added 6 rebounds, 3 assists. He played 35 of the 40 minutes in this game. It's so funny. While we were watching the game, uh, I obviously his team, Olympiacos, were down in that second quarter going into the half. And Sasha was taken out halfway through the second, right? He played the whole first quarter and then played half of the second quarter. And I'm like, it's only a 40-minute game. Like, why don't they just play these guys the whole game? But you see 
the difference in Euroleague. The the pace is different. Uh, the timeouts are shorter. Everything is just uh, a little bit more condensed. So it makes sense when they do get their breathers. But he did end up playing the whole second half. Uh, and they needed him to because in that third quarter, <laughs> it was so fun seeing what his team did. And it was a team effort. I think a lot of people were asking us, oh, did Sasha just kill it in that third quarter? How did they regain that lead? And really, it was... What you what you saw from him and his squad was great defensive effort, team defense, great offensive effort, great offense, right? Just guys moving without the basketball. And I think that was one of the funnest things that we saw about Sasha was the, his high IQ, the way he moved without the basketball and knew where to move on the floor, whether it was baseline, a uh, dunker spot, or just a slip. It was just a fantastic, fun performance from him and the rest of the team. Yeah, and we're Euroleague casuals. It's not like we were casuals. watching Sasha last year in the Final Four, but I guess he had a rough Final Four, including a game winner in his face, which was tough. <laughs> and so to see him bounce back, especially when his team struggled in the first half, they scored 29 points in the first half, but then they outscored Monaco, who also featured a former Kings player, Chima Moneki. Uh, they, he outscored, excuse me, Olympiacos outscored them 27 to 2 in the in third. The third. In the third, 27 to two. Uh, yeah, I liked how Sasha played. I mean, I just watch him. I go, he's going to fit perfect. He is. He For the, the style of ball that the Kings play, yeah. to me, it's a seamless fit. He can shoot it. He can pass it. Off ball, he communicates. I was watching him a lot, of course, because that's what we were doing, just watching him for the most part. Yeah. And he's constantly communicating with his guys, getting them in the right spots, similar to what Sabonis does with Sacramento. He's a good passer. I'm like, yeah, I don't... I, I don't know how great of a player he's going to be. Is he? What What does that mean in terms of points per game or whatever? Yeah. What kind of role? I just think he can be a good role player for this team. And seeing him even with his bigger body, his ability to um, go up against a short, a smaller guy, even a big guy in the in the key, he was yeah. really just uh, able to to um, what is it called when two bodies are just whatever when <laughs> two. Bodies. <laughs> he was very physical in the middle, and I was I was shocked offensively. Uh oh! Did you have a joke? Were you trying to make a joke? <laughs> no, Did I need no. a joke, Mike? Out? Or? No, 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 no. I I don't even I don't even want to know what I was trying to say. I was just trying to talk about the physicality, uh, and I wasn't expecting him to be so strong offensively. Like he could hold his ground defensively against a bigger guy, but offensively, the way that he would pound in the key, it was really fun to see. And then I think you say how it could fit so seamlessly too. Everyone's wondering about his defense, his defense, his defense. Well, Olympiacos, they played really well in that, especially in that second half when they played really good team defense. Everyone was on a string. And if you think about the Kings defense, they don't have these fantastic individual defenders, uh, multiple of them. But when they're playing team defense and locked in, you saw what beautiful basketball could happen. And it just thinks someone like him, again, intelligent, high IQ player, would fit plug in perfectly like that. Yeah, I think defense is probably the big, biggest question people have about his game, at least at this level. Of course, they play some zone defenses at times. But in pick and roll coverage today, he was showing, and that, I'm sure that was the game plan. I thought he recovered well. I don't think he ever really got embarrassed on defense uh, in this game. And right. then you mentioned some of the switches. He had a battle Mona Eunice, who's a big dude, strong dude, has the size advantage on him. He was fronting him. He battled him. He was great at boxing out, tipping balls out. I thought he played with physicality and with an edge. I'm like, okay, that's, 
I know that game, the EuroLeague, is a much more physical game than the NBA, but he looked like he could fit well. Yeah, and and I think the it, it just seeing the discipline, right? Like even when he would come up on a guard to double, show his jersey, and get on back to his guy, it was like the effort, the quickness was there. And um, yeah, I just, I, I enjoyed watching him as an individual today, but I really enjoyed watching EuroLeague basketball. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was that the crowd was in it and fun. The crowd the, was awesome. I, w- I wish we could have some of that in the NBA in the playoffs. Just yeah. that type of atmosphere with the chance and stuff. Well, I am going to propose three different chants going into this King season that I think we should be using. You already have three chants ready. No, but I'm oh. going to make them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some of them have to be like a little bit of a song though. No, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not going to be like light the beam. I mean, that's a, that's just like a okay a hooray chant. It's not gonna be King and Murray. Those are all done. It has to be a little bit of a flow, a little bit of a song, um, and I'll come up with three different ones that are like each ten to fifteen seconds. I'm about it. Now you got to spread the word, get everyone invested in it. Eighteen thousand people have to do it at the game. That's what I'm saying. Is it just gonna be sing you them singing "Shut and Light the Beam"? Is that one of them? <laughs> yeah, Shut yeah. Up and How and cool would that be if that was just like the? Actually, that'd be really. Shut cool. up. Ben that would be really co- that would be really cool and then they just or oh, they just sing the chorus yeah i'm here for it uh let's get to the chat johnny do it saying scoring two points in a quarter as a team is so nasty yeah it was rough it was rough um curtis says he has good length for a size right yes he he does have good length um for his size I, I just don't really have a doubt that he's going to fit well because it's not like he is a guy that needs the ball in his hand to be effective. Like, he, he can moves. make plays. He moves well. He's smart, high IQ. I'm like, I, I don't, I see why the Kings want to bring him over. Yeah. You know, it's, to me, best Besides. case for him, he's your starting four. Best case, okay. Worst case, he's Coming a one player off your bench. Yeah. I think he's going to help the team no matter what. That's my point. Yeah. And I, I just look at him with the size, the shoot, such a quick release. Oh, my gosh. Quick, quick, quick release. Um, And, you know, even when he was missing some of his threes, you could hear the broad, the commentators were just like, oh, that's usually like automatic for him. You know, they're, they're used to seeing him make so many shots. I mean, he was the MVP, you know, and, uh, something else that I thought was interesting again, your league cash, uh, the pace of the game and seeing the way that they try to set up in a half court offense so many times, but, if you're forced to push and run and those transition threes come up, that transition basketball come up, I just think he's a smart player that he will be able to adapt, adjust, and I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Well, bring him over. Yeah, We should know that Kings associate head coach Jordy Fernandez, who's a coaching candidate for, it seems like a couple of jobs now, a head coaching candidate, he was over there watching him. So that's cool. Yeah. I think he's coming over. I'd be shocked if he didn't. And uh, we'll obviously have coverage of what Sasha does in the championship. They play on Sunday, the winner of the Barcelona-Real Madrid game. Everyone that hasn't, make sure to join us on playback because that's how we watch the game at 8 a.m. And we just watched it with everyone else that wanted to join in and watch it with us. So we will be watching that finals game on playback again. So make sure you join us there. Ball Junkie says, Sasha was impressive without 
even realizing the dude got 19 points. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I realized it because I was watching every one of his movements. <laughs> I was like, hey, Morgan, look at him point there. That was such a good point. Great communication. She's like, oh, that's just basketball, dude. Settle down. <laughs> Literally every single thing. Wow, what a leader. What a leader <laughs> on the floor. Look at the way that he's talking. Yeah, he should be talking good. Oh, he's going to be a great fit with Sacramento. And I just think about how that is going to open up this Kings offense even more. I know. I know. I mean, you want to add shooting. It's the perfect situation for the Kings to um, add a shooter to their squad. But yeah. but I love the mentality of the EuroLeague. It's like you play team basketball, discipline team basketball, and that is what Mike Brown and his standards are with the Sacramento Kings. So it just feels like it's an effortless fit for Sasha in for the Sacramento Kings. Adam says, any reason you see this guy not coming over next year? I believe what the Kings did this year and also in the playoffs has to help his desire to come right. Why would he not want to join this team? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think this is the time for him, right? This is, he's in the perfect age, right? 27, 28 years old. He's playing at a high level, ready for a new challenge. And why wouldn't you want to join a team that plays a style that you can just fit in with right away on a good team with talented two all NBA guys, a team that was number three in the West, a great head coach. It seems like it's the perfect fit. But again, you're asking a guy to change his life completely. Completely. Come his move role. to the United States. Go yep. to somewhere you've never lived before. Play in a league you've never played in before. There have been other examples of players who maybe have come over expecting bigger roles and they come here and it doesn't exactly work. Someone in our chat was mentioning when Bialica came over and played with Minnesota, it just didn't seem like they were using his skills appropriately for what type of player he was. And it took him a, a while to find a home in the NBA and get some legit playing time to show his game. I don't think that would be a concern for Sasha because of Sacramento style. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, some of the other points are like, some people are happy being the big fish in a small pond. Sure. Absolutely. And like that's, I mean, the league MVP, right? Like there's so much to it where it's, he's going to be in a whole different role. But I mean, from everything, not only that we've seen with him, but talking to Liam Canny, one of the EuroLeague broadcasters, just saying that he's one of the most humble guys, you know? So there is no, it seems like there's no ego there too. So think about it. If he was MVP of this league and wins a championship yeah i mean come on next challenge is the nba there you go. go make some money in the nba play on a good team and see what you can do here i just look at his clip release and i go oh my god yeah rain three sacramento yep rain three sacramento would instantly make this guy feel loved says adam less culture shock than the bigger cities let's go sasha I mean, yeah, you you know, we can even point out those fun little things, right? Being in the smaller market, not being going to like New York oh, or LA, point. and um, it's and you have this type of crowd. I mean, he's used to a loud ass crowd, so that would fit as well. I just think you just have to have realistic expectations too. I, I'm not expecting Sasha to come over and be the next Peja Stoyakovich. No, it's can this guy be a player that can come in? uses size and high basketball IQ and knock down some shots that can help the team. Even Bojack in the background is barking like, like yeah, yeah, see, yeah I agree. I agree. Deuce. He's got that dog in him. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what I look at. I, I'm not going, Hey, this guy is going to change everything in Sacramento. I just think it makes the offense much more dynamic. The more shooting, the better you have his rights. Bring them on over. Love it. A couple other Kings things. I wanted to get to real fast, Morgan. Yeah. J.J. Redick had Kevin Herter on his podcast. I know. And a topic got brought up that was interesting. How long do you keep doing the beam? 
Last year, it was a perfect year for the beam, right? Uh-huh. We all connected. Light the beam, light the beam. After a win, player comes out, does a ceremonial light the beam button. Yeah. Beams shot up in the air. Everyone loses their mind. And I think JJ's point of it is like at some point you just expect winning. Maybe you stop doing that. Do you think that beam ever goes away? I have thoughts. Oh, okay. Um, Let's get to your thoughts first then. I think the beam needs to live forever. Aww. But oh. maybe if, and I think it's up to the players too and coaches. Okay. If the players don't want to do it because it's like, no, this is what we do. We win. Maybe it's as simple as this. The beam gets lit on wins. Do you know I was thinking that same thing? Like no one needs to push a button. There doesn't need to be a whole ceremony thing. Or maybe you let a fan do it every once in a while, you know, or something like that. It doesn't have to be as, you know, but if the players are like, hey, that's, we we expect winning. I get why a player want to not want to like hit a beam for game eight win in the regular season against Charlotte. Right, right. And so, like, if it was, if they passed that along to the fans, you know, and, like, the the Kings do a good job of picking season ticket holders or whoever else, it just makes sense. I think that would be a great, a great bit and a great way to still have it be special without it ever being tacky that like yeah. players are doing it after like, Hey, we, we started the season. Oh, and 10 and we got that first win on the 11th one. It's like, Oh, or yeah. Or if you even want to take away the whole ceremony of it and just light it, it's like, yeah. Oh, the beams lit. They won. Yep. That's great. We still want to light the beam. The city knows yeah. that they won. I yeah. love it. I love it. So that's how I look at it. You know, I know. I think that's the beam should never die. I think this it's a cool thing for this city. I think it literally we live here and you talk to people around the city, people who aren't basketball fans going, oh, the Kings won tonight. Yeah, it keeps people aware. I mean, it's a community thing. You go into like the Sacramento co-op and all of their aisles with, the you know, at checkout, they have all their numbers and they're all purple lights now instead. It's just like the beam lives on the beam. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Team is part of our city and it needs to be here, but absolutely you can make adjustments with how the team wants to go about it. Yeah. The beam needs to live on forever. Forever. It could change how it's done. Live on forever. The other thing that came out of that podcast, which isn't totally a surprise, Morgan, um, Kevin Herter was just talking about Mike Brown and how Mike Brown coached them, how hard he coached them, but he was making the point that he coached De'Aaron harder than ever anyone and that's kind of what allowed mike to have success in his mind here's kevin herter on old man and the three talking about mike brown i don't know how many coaches in the nba are still like him um in terms of how hard they coach and how much they demand from you uh as a team and as a player and for me one of the more eye-opening things at the start of the year and why i think he was able to coach so hard is how tough he was on De'Aaron. And so we would we would be in film sessions or on the court, and he held he held Foxy to a higher standard than everybody else. And that was that was behind closed doors, like that was that was in front of the team. We're watching film. He's calling him out. 
uh, we're on the court. He's stopping plays. Like he demanded so much out of Fox that when he get on other guys, it was like, Hey, if he's getting on, on Foxy and Domas the same way he's getting on 13th, 14th guy, like you have no choice, but to, to listen to him, take his coaching and you, and you don't really have a response to him. And uh, so I think the best thing he did was he established that Fox allowed him to coach him as hard as he did. I- That's a big deal. Yeah. I love that. I think it's, um, I mean, and that goes for, <laughs> you think about that with any workplace anywhere, right? It's, it's like your leadership needs to treat everybody equally. And especially when there's people that are at the top, they got to be held to the same standards. And what you just love to hear is that they're even held to a higher standard like that, because it's just going to trickle down and make everybody better. And that's what it did for the Kings this season. Cool to see Heard her on JJ's podcast. I lo- I loved it, and I loved seeing what he did with JJ's producer, Jason Gallagher. Um, they had this whole little thing in the bakery, just quick questionnaire, and a couple of the first things that were asked were like, you know, why does JJ eradicate the Kings? That was hilarious. And then they, uh, Jason also asked Kevin Herter uh, what his go-to pickup line was. And <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is it, Country Road. And then Jason Gallagher was like, what? What's what's the pickup line there? And he goes, what comes after Country Road? What comes after Country Road, Deuce? Take me home. That's what she's supposed to, to say. To a place. I belong. West Virginia. Oklahoma. No, no. Sacramento. Take me home. Country Road. <laughs> you didn't even know that line. I don't. I just know that part. Can't you Yeah, no, no. Great song. Yeah, but great not song. a great pickup line, especially if you Mountain don't know Mama. the song. Oh, oh Mountain Mama. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> not my karaoke song. Oh, my uh, goodness. Western Conference Finals last night. I know we did a quick recap after the game, but it was interesting. The aftermath of the Jamal Murray fourth quarter 23 of his 37 points came in the fourth quarter. Nuggets take a 2-0 series lead. Michael Malone is on one right now. He is first team all chippiness. Did Ooh. you hear some of his comments after the game last night? I saw one got, quote and I was like, he's Ooh. got the biggest chip ever. Here's what uh, Michael Malone had to say after the game. A lot of our guys, to be honest, they may not admit this or not. You know, uh, you win game one of the playoffs, and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest. That was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nikola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple-doubles now, third all-time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative is about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. Uh, you put that in your pipe, Dude. you smoke it, and we're going to go up 2-0. I love that Love it. Shit. Love it. Dude. Um, and he's not wrong. Okay, computer, can you stop doing updates? Like, what is happening? I just hate that noise. Well, can you just... In the middle? No. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I love that comment. I love that. And he's got he he he's, finds ways ways to fuel himself and his teams like oh, they don't respect you. He's not wrong either. Yeah. And and after that game one, I think we all remember. I mean, 
we were talking about it a lot. Obviously, what Rui Hachimura did um, to alter Jokic's game and kind of screw with Denver's offense. And we were just talking about, though, how the Nuggets will adjust in game two. And I think a lot of people's narrative was, though, like, this is just what the Lakers need to do to win the rest of the games. And Michael Malone's like, what the shit, guys? Like, you just saw Jokic out there having an incredible performance. Jamal Murray had um, a good game coming off that illness. But then in game two, again, Jamal Murray, I mean, all the love to him and not even all game long, really just in that fourth quarter. He fought through some big time struggles. He was not good. Here's what uh, Michael Malone had to say about him after the game last night. It could be nights or quarters for Jamal. It could be a quarter, it could be a half, it could be three quarters, but your shot's not going. But in the playoffs, you can't be a specialist. Specialists don't play in the playoffs. Oof. You gotta find a way to impact the game. And he did that tonight. And uh, he understands that. And you know, we, we all know one thing about Jamal, man. Like he just has to see one go in. He got a little mid-range pull-up to go in, kind of looked up to the heavens, and yep. that's all he needs. And after that, he's shooting into a hula hoop. So um, I'm proud of him, but that, that's the challenge. My challenge to Jamal is don't be just a scorer. He's, got, he's gonna be an all-star in this league. And for him to do that, it's gotta be scoring, playmaking, rebounding, defending every single night. And he has that within him. He had 10 rebounds in that game. He had five assists, he had four steals. You can't be a specialist. And it's true, I don't know, some people viewed that as maybe Malone was taking a shot at maybe like a Jared Vanderbilt. You, you start Because you start hearing the noise about these players. Yeah. They're, they're locked down defenders. Dude, Jared Vanderbilt got the star. He played 16 minutes, and they're like, we can't, we can't keep playing him because of the spacing. And I, in this league, if you are just one thing, it may work in a regular season for stretches, but in the playoffs, they're going to expose every one of your weaknesses. You know, and Michael Malone talked about how Jamal Murray – had that first shot go in and then looked up to the heavens and was yeah. like, all right, let's go. I noticed not only when that first shot really fell or another shot fell in that fourth quarter to kind of get things going, it helped him in his energy and his body language on the defensive end. So then once he started playing more lockdown defense, he had two of those four steals in the fourth quarter, right? When it matters most. And he was playing lockdown defense there and you could feel his guys rally behind him. It helped the energy of everybody. Okay, Jamal Murray now is going off. Boom, Bruce Brown hitting a big three. Michael Porter Jr. hitting a big three. Um, big defensive plays. Good, better yep. team defense from this Nugget squad. And it was just great, great uh, mental adjustments from these guys. Dude, you got to fight through the fatigue, fight through the missed shots. The fatigue. And keep playing. And they kept it close enough because Jokic is just playing at, I mean, he's playing like the best player in Insane. basketball right now. Insane. I, mean, I think that's not unfair to say. He is playing at such an elite level that he kept this his team in it yesterday. And I think defensively, he's not even getting the pure credit that he deserves because there's moments where I see him sluggish, like trying to help and stay with a guard. And it's like, oh, goes right by him because he's fatigued and he's tired. But then there's other times in this game where he's just battling through with AD. I mean, look what AD ended up with in this game. It just wasn't the best Anthony Davis game. He wasn't producing like the Lakers needed him to produce. And you got to give love to the way that Jokic was battling with him down low. And the, the biggest concern for the Lakers going forward is LeBron's ankle. I know he's been fighting through it. He still had moments last night where you went, oh, God, this guy's a freak, nearing a triple-double. He really was doing a good job of attacking. But then you could tell the ankle may be bugging him, the fatigue factor playing a role a little bit as he had to deal with Jokic at times in this game. He started settling from threes. 
And he was 0 for 6 from downtown. I, I just, it kills me seeing LeBron shoot those. So many Settling. of those. You settle so much when they didn't seem to have an answer. But at the same time, I think he's doing what his body is allowing him to do at this point. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's. It's, it's tough. I mean, you look at just the ankle alone, and it's like, how can you be that much more explosive when your ankle's bad, right? But even before he stepped on AD's foot toward the end of the game, it was like he was going to the basket, and he was so effective, so effective, so aggressive, um, just no one could even stand in his way. But then he started missing some of those layups. Then he kind of fumbled that ball in transition when he was going to go up for that dunk. And those are just little mental mistakes. And everyone looked fatigued, dead in that game last night. Um, it's because the Nuggets were doing a, a, a pretty good job these first two games, pushing the shit out of the ball. But then the Lakers really slowed down the Nuggets offense and put them in a half court and did a much better job locking them down. We're going to look ahead to game number two, Celtics Heat, in just a second, but we should mention that today's podcast presented by Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate. If you're looking for a house, you need to hit up Joey Reagan. Yeah. He knows the Sacramento area. He's helped our podcast listeners before, and he'd love to help you on your search for your dream house. Even if you're not in the Sacramento area, he can help you out or guide you to the person who can help you out. Morgan, why should people work with Joey? I mean, he's just easy to work with, and he's helped so many people, especially over these last couple of months, um, buying and selling their home. And I think sometimes people, too, think, is this the right time? What should I do? Well, Joey will be honest with you, and he will tell you exactly what you need to do and what you're looking for. He can help you as long as you give him all the descriptions that you have. Get in contact with him. Go to his website, jreagan.golion.com. That's jreagan.golion.com. You can also call or text him at 916-412-4592. That's 916-412-4592. License number 0212-8070. Appreciate everyone's support of the Deuce and Mo podcast. Game two, Morgan Eastern Conference Finals. Tonight, Miami. With a 1-0 series lead, yeah. trying to go up 2-0 in Boston tonight. I can't wait for this game. Jimmy Butler has been playing like a man possessed. I heard Ryan Rosillo talk about this yesterday. I found it intriguing. So many players get shit on for not winning a ring in this whole ring culture era. But it seems like Jimmy Butler's in his own category. He hasn't won a ring, but everyone seems to love him because... Yeah. He does it differently. He plays hard. He doesn't play on teams that you go, oh, they have the most talent ever. It's a team thing. He plays with an team. edge. He's clutch. There's a lot to like about Jimmy Butler as a player. And last game, he was epic. He's been epic in the playoffs. He's been epic in the playoffs. And it, that what's wild about it, it's been on both ends of the floor, right? I, I, I mean, his, his aggressive play on the defensive end with just his activity and then his ability to still find his spots and score on the offensive end and play make on the offensive end. You know, like, there, for a guy that has just this star power or aura about him he you don't feel like he acts like that with his teammates it, you always feel like he's going to include everyone there's just that standard in Miami the culture that we already know yep. that we talk about all the damn time but it 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 really really is something special especially when you see a team like this have the success that they have and they have uh, so many undrafted guys that are playing some big minutes and making an impact it's just yeah it's been fun to watch so in the regular season, Jimmy Butler averaged 
three points per game. In the playoffs, he's averaging 31.5 points a game, six and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, two steals. He's doing on 52% shooting, 37% from three-point land. He's getting to the free throw line a ton, double-digit free throw attempts, averaging 10 free throw attempts per game, shooting at an 80% clip. He is one of those guys that just thrives in the playoffs. Uh Uh-huh. And it's fun. I, I I'd love to see them go up 2-0. I don't think it's going to happen. I just... Miami shot the ball really well. Yes. I'm not sure I expect the same here in game two. They knocked down 16 of 31 and from three in even game scoring. one. Even scoring. Yeah, it was from, such great balance. I mean, Kyle Lowry came in early in that game and was knocking down shots. And then you saw toward the end of the game, it was Struess that was knocking down some of the big shots. 15 from Struess, 15 from Vincent, 15 from Caleb Martin, 15 from Lowry. It was... um. Yeah, just that even scoring. you got to see another big game from Bam. But going to the Celtics side, what a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum had the free throw, six free throw attempts, I believe, in the fourth. But he had those three big turnovers, did not take a field goal. It was rough. They, they look kind of out of whack, especially late in the game. I'm curious if they would think about making a lineup change and put Derek White in the starting lineup and bring Robert Williams off the bench. I I just think that they go hunting so much on Robert Williams, and Rob is obviously very impactful, but Jimmy Butler was looking for him a lot. I would obviously still play Rob Williams, but it's not like the he have tremendous size right it's bam so horford can handle that and just allow go a little smaller and be even more switchable so you play your guy Derek white who by the way on the all defensive team start him and yep. play him yeah i i like i think that adjustment's a good adjustment but I, and i also think from jason tatum who still had a 30 point game i think there's there was just so many inconsistent moments there at the end where it was like his confidence was lost or whatever it was those turnovers were so costly and awful and did not look good. But um, I, the narrative around him sometimes is the consistency from him. He looks like a superstar at times, and then he looks like, what the what, what are you doing? And at the end of a game, he needs to not only take over, but taking over doesn't mean that you're just taking the shots. Taking over could be you creating some of the best shots for your other teammates, and he's capable of doing that. And even if it's Derek White in the corner for a three, it doesn't matter. Like, get it to him. Create. Be that threat. It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. Playoff basketball's been fun. It's been so I wish fun. the Kings were still in it, but I've enjoyed the ride. I know. I know. So, yeah, we're going to be um, not live. We're going to drop content again tonight uh, for those who are listening later or those watching us live. Make sure to check our page out because we're dropping content every single day. Even when we're not live, we're dropping something, whether it's reacting to news or reacting to a game that just happened. Once the game's over, we hop in here and we give our thoughts for about what? 13, Sometimes, 15 minutes. I mean, it depends. That first game with uh, with the Nuggets and Lakers, it ended up being like 40 because it was just yeah. like we were just shooting the shit, having fun. So make sure, too, if you guys are subscribed to the page and you want to know every single time we have a video, you can click your notifications on so then it always pops up for you, too. Well, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us for a bit. We love you guys, but we got to go. We'll see you later. Bye. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.